story so far. The catamaran, the Lynette, has been sold for a good price. There's more skullduggery going ahead with Relta Marine and Charles Freed going for a takeover. Jack is being wooed by Caroline Dudar Watsit. And Leo and Ab- Abby are a little bit estranged. Anyway, I'm Jonathan. And I'm Rob. And together we are Antique, Antique Dust. Dust. Woo! And we are following the glorious, glorious yachty drama that is Howard's Wee. episode was first broadcast on the 16th of November 1986 and we're a penultimate episode penultimate of series two <gasps> Time's it's all marching happening on. isn't it so what does INDB say about this glorious episode Robert? well Jonathan <laughs> in this episode Avril learns about Frere's success Ken enters into a partnership with the Fosters. Jan invites Kate to live with her. Jaeger spies on Southern Laboratories. Abby decides to leave home. Polly continues to evade Abby's questions. Avril refuses to tell Tom who she suspects gave Freyr inside information. Though I think we all know, really, don't we? Jack rejects Avril and Tom's concern over the Freyr takeover. Abby says goodbye to Leo. Jan lets Ken know where things stand between them and he advises her to think carefully before turning him away. Leo discusses with his mother his feelings for Abby. The honeymooners return home and Tom receives more bad news. So, So, this episode... Yes. Again, this is, I say, last week's episode goes to lots of Howard's Way strands. And this one is very equal. There's not a great deal of action where I where normally there's like yachty actions. There's a little bit of yachty well, action. Well, we have a bit of Barracuda action, don't we? Well, we, we, we yeah, we see that from, 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 the, the shore. from the shore rather than on the boat. Yes. Um, but overall, it was, but it really worked well. And it was very super engaging. There was a little bit of a, a little bit of nonsense with Lynn on her honeymoon, bit of splashing about in the pool. pool. Nonsense. Yeah, that was a bit. Mm. So anyway, I think but, that was just to remind us that they were on holy yeah, on they, honeymoon. Yeah, really, they did they? like each other. <laughs> so um, the story so far is lots of bit. It starts with lots of business bollocks with Charles dashing into the back of his uh, his Bentley, his red Bentley. Yes. And uh, then demanding. He's all in a bit of a hurry to go to the golf course. 
Well, he's it's, it's got a, what is it? He's, there's a press release, there's a media thing, there's playing golf. There's all kinds of stuff yeah, going on it, in Charles's life. He's got to stroke life. his Tamagotchi or something. Very, very busy man. He's got a, he phones Gerald and Gerald G- Gerald's having a conversation with uh, with Polly. Polly's looking devastatingly gorgeous. And uh, Polly's upset that Avril, uh, not Avril, uh, Abby hasn't come home for the night because she's been playing with hair flick. So... Um, so she's a bit nervous, and the phone rings, and she thinks, "Oh, maybe God, that's 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 Abby phoning." And Gerald says, "No, I very who much doubt it. Who else will be? I know exactly who's phoning." And um, bingo, it's Charles, very from his big John Stonky sort of his mobile phone, his, his trigger happy TV phone. Oh. Hello, business, business bollocks, business bollocks, yeah. golf club meeting, meeting. Got yeah. a phone. I need you there within the hour. Yes. Gerald, here's this list of impossible demands I want you to do by <laughs> yes. lunchtime. I want a unicorn. I want, <laughs> I want it tethered out front. Yeah. I want to play tennis with it. Yes. <laughs> so I don't know why he's, he's, he's treating like sort of he's treating Gerald like a PA. Yeah. So what's happened to Samantha? Is the fa- <laughs> she she yes. sort of drifted off and the fax machine cable has got. It's got untangled somewhere. Because yeah, not only is um, Gerald a, a, a qualified solicitor and a qualified accountant, he now seems he now and a PR exec. <laughs> he now seems to be project managing a major construction. Oh yeah, yeah. Because we saw lots of Gerald, Ger- Gerald and Charles in in wellies. In wellies. <laughs> So, yeah. so clearly there's nothing that Gerald can't turn his hand to. <laughs> they probably cut the scene out where he was like driving the JCB or something. Yes. <laughs> yes, I'm right on that for you, Charles. So there just seems to be sort of lots... There's mention of Charles's dad by Sir John on the golf course. Yeah, so that's the first real indication of... There being a Charles's dad somewhere in the universe. Yeah, so I mean, that's like, I'm not sure. Does 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 Edward Frey come in in series three? I don't know. I can't remember if he does. I mean, it's strange enough. Well, watch this episode. I can't remember this episode. I mean, normally I'm I'm sort of vivid about episodes, uh, and yeah, and I I can't remember any of this episode. Well, you were probably blind drunk the last time you watched it. So we've got all the business bollocks uh, with uh, Charles taking over Relta Marine. Yeah, so he's reached his 30% and he now has effective control of Relton Marine. Marine and the board. And the board. And he's said, I'm only going to be keeping one person on the board. Yeah, and we all know who that is. Yeah, I don't think it's... Um, Oh, David Lloyd. No, no. He's, he's too busy. He'll be. He's too busy running his um, fitness empire. <laughs> yes, the tennis clubs. Yes. <laughs> but then again, you say if you were going to do a business takeover and someone is doing the dirty on their employer, you really wouldn't want to have. Why are you suggesting that David Lloyd is doing the dirty? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Do you think he's a dirty birdie? Dirty birdie. But if you're doing the dirty on your on your company, which you're meant to be protecting and everything, uh, and you're doing it because you can further yourself, would you really want that person working for you? Because there's absolutely bugger all loyalty there. Yeah. It's like marrying the person that, that's having an affair with yeah. you on their partner, if that makes does that make sense? Uh, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah, it's just like no. 
it's 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 wrong uh, and and ultimately it's wrong on all levels i mean i thought we were going to have that that come up and i can't i can't exactly remember all the business bollocks because i sort of am more focused on the the sailor sailing and fashion i thought you were focused on the drama that as well the family drama 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 so um yeah so it was so the business bollocks and it's sort of like there's a little bit of worry that Avril's keeps stoking the fire saying, well, they could drop the Barracuda. Well, but then that's been proven like, oh, there's bucket loads of orders coming from the Barracuda. But they might drop how, um, Tom Howard's plans for other boats. Yes, because um, what we learn is that the Mermaid Yard is entirely dependent, more or less, upon the cash flow from Relton Marine and from the boats that uh, that Tom is going to be creating and designing yes. and x y and z and Jack Jack's not having any of it because he's building He a, wants traditional boats but, because that's a business model that has served the mermaid yard so well for the last 20 years hasn't it Yeah well yeah exactly that's why Tom came in to bail it out uh, because of his cash but now they seem to be like, heavy duty in the overdraft and plus Jack has been sort of sashaying around with Caroline Dudar Watson, um, who's commissioned the boat, and she thinks it's something special because it's, it's, the episode starts with like, with Leo dragging in this massive box which has got a sort of a steering wheel for a boat. <laughs> is, is, that a, is that a technical expression? It is a technical expression. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, so so Caroline has been under the impression that Jack has romantic intentions yeah. towards her, and it but, turns out that he doesn't really. No, it, he did. He Though did. an attractive, wealthy widow, you would think he'd be right in there, but he yeah. Won't. So yeah, so but she's just, not a boat, and she's not made of wood, so he's not interested. You just think, right? Just go for the lunches you need to eat. Go for the dinners. You need to eat. You need to eat. No one, you, no yeah. one on Howard's Way goes without a dinner, do they? No, yeah. Although we haven't seen much of Casper's in this series. Uh, no, but we've had we La, La Poubelle. <laughs> La Poubelle. Well, I don't think that wasn't La Poubelle. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. they did have if that. I, if I ever open a restaurant, I'm definitely. I've decided I'm going to call it La Poubelle. <laughs> La Poubelle. <laughs> Same kebabs. <laughs> so, so so there is the, wor- the worry of that so they're building up the anxiety of that and the people that have bought the Lynette um, the catamaran the twin hull catamaran that there's some German sort of boat boat builder or boat Mr. Muller Muller as Mr. in Muller Muller rice yoghurt um, you know that, that Muller is one of the most popular surnames in Germany hmm Really? Yeah, it's an occupational surname. It's the equivalent of Miller. Oh, is it? Yes. Oh, I've learned something new. Yes. Don't know Not just Moodles. a pretty face. No. no. Uh, so, so I mean, there's some nonsense that this person that was meant to be going out on the catamaran and the people that are buying the catamaran said, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll ha- we'll happily go out there because they're super enthusiastic about going out on the catamaran. Because they love the catamaran. They love it's the marvellous. catamaran. Marvellously, because they're like racing it and they're like sailing it and everything. And uh, that's where the cliffhanger comes with this episode where <laughs> they've killed the catamaran and one of them died. So that's another bum bum ba cliffhanger on it's this It's a doof doof moment. It's a doof doof episode. Um, thank goodness it's a penultimate episode of having Marty Webb singing bloody ugh 
Always there. Always there. It's, just, oh. it's always there. So we've had so we had the business bollocks and we've had the boaty drama boardroom stuff. Um, then we ha- so the Abbey sort of hair flick sort of Curtis Yeager. Curtis Yeager. So it 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 crosses timelines with regards to uh, was it Charles having a conversation looking looking at something and then. It then it turned into it cut to Jaeger looking at his laboratory where he's obviously planning yeah. something. No, sort of not all, all. You're all. You're almost right. But what we have is we've got we've got the uh, the Duponts. Oh, on, the Duponts on, 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 on yeah, the pointless honeymoon scenes. Yeah, and a, a shot in the Isle of Wight or somewhere like that. It's very. It's very it, did, it, it did look quite foreign. You mean they might have caught the. Caught the ferry and got, uh, got over to Dieppe or something. Yeah. <laughs> but in fairness, the light did look a lot different, and it did look it actually looked warm yes. rather than the previous swimming pool scenes and things like that, yeah. where it looks like nipples like chapel hut yeah. pegs. You've got Kate Winslet still floating around on the door. <laughs> yeah. The deep so, end. Yeah. So anyway, Claude Claude Dupont has this conversation in French. With the waiter, it's, it's in Italian. In Italian, in sorry. <laughs> yes, that's, that's you with Dieppe confusing me. <laughs> I had this conversation in Italian, and then it turns out he was asking him to take a picture, and then we have a jump cut to to Curtis, to Yeager. Curtis Yeager with a camera. I think, oh gosh, what's he doing in? What's, that? Oh, yeah. what's he doing on on honeymoon? And then we realise he's photographing a laboratory. He's Southern some sort of laboratories or laboratoires. Some environmental heist of a laboratory that does animal testing. Yes. Um, and then we have another scene with uh, with Abby and Curtis and uh, and Abby's trying. In fairness, Abby's sort of she, she's. She's got a mix. It's mixed messages, isn't it? Because he's living his life, and she wants to be part of that type of life. Um, but then she's also got the polite society, Tarrant society, where she has to organise things. So that was quite interesting. And he's what always able he, to organise. Well, she has to tell people and do things and and tell people what i don't know how don't, miserable she is or, well she does lots of that she has done lots of that in previous series in previous episodes she's got a very busy life in tarrant whining well <laughs> it's whining it's like i have to do so she decides so job. she's moving in with curtis jaeger in, in his bed set in his bed set um it's really weird because his bed set is in the basement and they came out of the first floor down the steps Oh, that continuity. <laughs> Sorry, I've just thought of that. Yeah. It's just like really weird. But it's just across the road from the gasworks. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's very close to where the, that that the, the health and safety hazard of an adventure playground is. More than likely, <laughs> I'm sure they they're, they're not going to venture too far away from. Yeah. So the next thing we ground. see is is her coming in and packing packing things and badly uh, badly and having. Um, a conversation with Polly and say, say, I can't have a conversation with you. I thought I'd have a conversation with you. And Polly says, quite politely and reasonably, let's have a conversation. No, I'm not wanting a conversation <laughs> with you. <laughs> I don't know. like, really, Abby? If I, that was a really, really nice sense yeah. to have seen. Yeah. And then it harps on, who's my daddy? La, 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 la. Yeah. I and actually, you know what? You know what? I think Abby has a really, really good point. I'm sure I've mentioned before it would have been a good drama thing. But generally speaking, it's good for her to know actually who her biological father is so that she doesn't enter into a 
sexual relationship with her brother. Now, that would have been a really good... Obviously, Charles Frey doesn't have any children, so it's no. not... But that would have been a really kind of interesting twist on that, that storyline. But putting that to one side, I think, actually, she has a very legitimate concern about knowing who her biological father is. Yeah, or I, think that, I think that's true. And I think it would have been a better thing just to tell her it's Charles Freer. I, you know, the one you've been fighting against. And that would probably just like, oh, fuck. Language, Timothy. Sorry. This is a family podcast. <laughs> is it? <laughs> I used it uncomfortably. So, yeah. So, I think it, it, it's the, the whininess and the self-indulgentness of, of Abby, Abby is wearing a little bit thin now. I mean, she, she just seems to be like a one-trick pony. And you can sort of understand. I don't think Abby's in series three until the very, very last episode. Um, but you can see see why the actress thought, I'm not doing anything. All I'm doing is moping around. Admittedly, my wardrobe's improved a little bit. It's from the sort of the, the, the dumpy sweaters and things. But it does feel as though a character isn't doing anything. It just keeps revisiting and redoing the same thing. There's no learning curve. Um, at least with Leo, he's learning. He's learning new skills. I mean, he's a bit like... Mm. Well, it's sail-making. Sail-making. Well, we haven't seen him sail-making. And parcel-carrying. And parcel-carrying. Oh, he's very good at parcel-carrying. He seems quite quite joyous walking around with a parcel-carrier. Um, but, <clears throat> I mean, everyone else has got like, on, a, on a trajectory of their learning and self-discovery. Yeah, so, so people are, are growing. Leo's, Leo's growing, but you're suggesting that Abby is stunted yeah it's it's like stunted it's emotionally can, stunted and you can imagine because the actress came from doing tenko which was probably very very challenging what another sweaty vest sweaty vest and things um but and going from that to this and there doesn't seem to be much she doesn't seem to be going anywhere it, it, it's, it the character seems a little bit two-dimensional uh, or one-dimensional um, I, I mean, in later series, she her, her character becomes. You can see who's the, the biological father, <laughs> with regards to what she does and how ruthless she does become in the business world, which is quite yeah, that. That's quite intriguing and interesting. Yeah, but that's all in the future. That's all in the future. I know. So uh, there's some really nice heartwarming moments where there's a scene with leo and jan because in last week's episode there was a little bit of a, a row where leo's going no, no one's talking to me no one likes me no one's asked me about what i want to do and jan that's like Look, i'm trying to run a business and i'm juggling lots of things the bank naturally you're always on the side of business over <laughs> emotional <laughs> stuff <laughs> but leo is a bit like moody moody teen uh, so the poor lad has had his heart ripped asunder, torn out of his chest by an evil woman. Wait, I don't. I, I, Abby is not is not evil, but she has taken him for granted, and in fairness, he he's let her, and it's just so yeah. it's all his own fault. It's not his own fault, but I think it's, he, he's equally as self indulgent as Abby. So they just need to wake up for themselves. Um, but there was a really nice scene where so Jan and Leo were having the mother-son conversation. Um, and I thought that, that was a really sensitive done. And also there was a really good 
scene with Ken and Jan. What the Chinese banquet? Yes, yeah, yeah, the, the yeah. So she, Kate's been cooking. Kate's again. been cooking. A, a she's parceled it all up in in tin foil. So I mean, there was a really there was a really good scene with. Uh, so he goes to see her at her fashion empire where she's busy with felt, fuzzy felts and fabric samples and and sort of like moving things around the, the board or something. Um, and I said, look, you need to eat. Let's go and have something to eat. I've got some, something to share. Because he's he's just signed the, 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 the contract with... The uh, Fosters. The Fosters, yes. Speedboats. Yes, speedboats and things and like that. And he's on the, he's on the up again. Um, but he thinks it's, it's really quite short-sighted of Ken, but that's quite interesting for his character because he actually says... I'm now successful again. Yes. So he he believes that the reason why they sp- they split up was nothing to do with having having Leo, Leo beaten, beaten half to death or anything like that, but was because he was no longer successful. So clearly he doesn't really have that high an opinion of Jan. I don't think he's got a high opinion of himself because I mean, if you think he's been he, he attracts the ladies because he can provide. Like the glamour. I mean, he had Dawn, um, who was literally he. She was there for the money. I think she'd kind of liked Ken because he treated her well and spent money on her and showed her the right things and had available money, which was enough for her. But I don't think so. Ken is used to being the provider and feels that if he can't provide, he's not worthy. And I thought that was really quite sensitive. So he's pretty much sort of he was given the banquet out and explaining what the toast was and things like that. I mean, I mean is it eighty six? What people weren't. It wasn't like an adventure play. It wasn't like like ooh exotic having a Chinese takeaway, was yeah. it? Well, the thing is, remember that we've already we already know that the Howards are cosmopolitan, are cosmopolitan and are familiar with Chinese food because we had. As I was alluding, alluding to earlier, we had, Kate, Kate we had, whipped we had up Kate's, a banquet. Kate's Chinese banquet in the first series. Yeah. So, whether, I mean, you could read it two ways. One, you could just take it totally at face value, and maybe for many people, Chinese food in 1986 was a novelty. I'm, I, I remain slightly unconvinced about that, but, or you could also be a bit more kind of modern about it and just kind of raise an eyebrow and. Th- and and think does does Ken believe that he is has that degree of sophistication that he knows about sesame toast yeah in a way that Jan doesn't and again I I think that Which, that kind of puts puts a, that's, that's, it just puts it to like kilter I uh, think that that oh that, I have to scene. admit I say we I first had a Chinese meal I think in 1982 and. It was a revelation to me because I was bought month, up on month and day. No, I don't know. I don't know the month and day, but <laughs> you just know the year. Yeah, but uh, it was it was eighty two, and uh, I just I think it was the World Cup with the bully, the the, the bulldog um, uh, was the mascot for the World Cup f- football thing. I remember saying, you know, I think Nationwide was still going um, at the six o'clock thing. And sort of like yowls and things like that were having the bully uh, tattoo on their arms and things like that. And I remember I was watching that and then we went out for tea um, for 
for, for a Chinese restaurant. I've never been to a Chinese restaurant. And it, so what really surprised me, I'm not, I was just like, ooh, foreign food. Ooh. I know, I'd never had, I'd never really had foreign food. I, I mean, the first, my, my first uh, uh, having lasagna when I was about, I think I was seven when I had a lasagna for the first time. And that was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I love this. But that was the first foreign food because it was like meat and two veg. It was fish and chips. It was that sort of thing. Oh, fish fingers. Fish fingers, chip, uh, fish fingers, beans and boiled potatoes. Um, and But we went there and we went to the Joy King restaurant. I remember it. So we had to... We was get, was we, that the name of the person who ran it? Joy King? <laughs> yes, yes. Said <laughs> it on the license plate. No, it's the, it was the Joy King restaurant. And it was it, it. We walked in, and it was like unusual smells, and it had sort of red wallpaper. And we had to get to sit in the reception, and then you got set. We went to the seat, seat at your, your table, and it was a, you had to step up to get into the restaurant. And the restaurant's on two levels, and we went through the restaurant with all these people having all these foods in these little dishes and other big dishes, and it must have been like dim sum or something. Um, and we went, stepped down and went down into the basement area where the basement restaurant well, was. Right by the bins. No, 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 it wasn't in the bins. And it was very, still very glamorous. And it was like, it was, it, it was very, it felt like walking into a bond, you know, like a bond, bond set. Cause it felt so foreign to me. And it was, it, cause it was gone on, for, it was in the full on Chinese restaurant. I mean, now it's like to a penny cause you've been in loads, but then it was just you it was something it was like wow um uh, because it was so different and then i got had um chicken sweet corn soup and i got served you know when you get those the chinese spoon mm-hmm. which the is big spoon and it made it taste even better the ms the msg it into my sister but I, yeah that was great and i was because i I'd been I'd been out to restaurants and things like that because my grandfather because he was a grand, he was a manager who sort of had various events at the Ritz in London, um, so I'd been to been there and we'd had high tea and things like that, um, and that was all very it, it was very English. Where this we're walking into a Chinese restaurant, it was just like Ooh. It was foreign. It was it was yeah. so I don't think I don't, do you think you'll ever. It, it, I think, do you think we're so used to this type of thing nowadays that anything slightly different doesn't doesn't wow us anymore? Um, I think it's hard to imagine being wowed by anything. Yeah, because there was that that sense of like, <gasps> you know, you went on holiday and you were like the whole preconception of going on holiday and it was it felt so foreign and. All that. I, 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 first time I went on a plane, I was only sixteen. I was sixteen. You went. You were going. You were flying off to Mallorca, weren't you? I was practically a babe in arms when we were yeah. flying off to Mallorca. <laughs> but, mom, though, to be yeah. fair, going to Mallorca didn't really feel very foreign. Well, your mum was taking minced beef. To- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's actually. I'm sorry, listener, but but that's that's not actually true. My my mother never actually flew out with mince, mince but she always made sure that she found a, a butcher with a <laughs> to, good, buy, some to mince. buy mince from but look we're Scottish what do you expect <laughs> we like mince and fish and chips <laughs> 
<laughs> but what did feel foreign? The first, the first holiday I had that actually really did feel foreign was the first time um, really went for like a longer, longer journey, which was to uh, to Tunisia, and the, it was that thing about stepping off the plane, and it just smelt different. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean that it, that does make like sense. Like sort of smell, just the, the 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 aromas in the air were just completely foreign. I think the last time I ever had that sort of foreign thing when we went to Thailand, and that that just that was. And just, then when you when you're landing an airport, and not only do you not know the language, but you can't actually read it either because it's it's, it's in a it's, it's in an unfamiliar <laughs> script. script. Yeah, I say when we when we arrived and it was just that heat and and when we went out and we got sort of went to like little street market restaurant I think the Black Cat Cafe and it was very much like you'd seen on these on TV and things like that and it was that 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 had that moment of oh wow um, so but now yeah. I think everything is just so uniform. And it's just yeah, but and I think that's I mean so that the, the way that Ken was explaining the Chinese thing, it just felt yeah, it, it just shows how, it's really an interesting element for his character because he is experienced. So he's he's trying to impress with his knowledge of things that other people take as a normal, and he is like a newcomer. He's a newcomer in business. Um, he's doing things his way but it's the only way he knows how he's tried to play the game with Charles and got his fingers burnt and now he's doing a Charles to the Fosters with regards to the speedboats and mm -hmm. things like that and that's that sets the precursor so he, he's learning and he is implementing but he's still a bit wet behind the ears and I think it's a bit sad that he feels that Jan doesn't would only want him if he was successful. But as you said, that that says more about Ken. It, it says more, it about mo Jan. much more about Ken. So he's there giving his ultimatum. Well, the, I I want to be in a relationship with you, and so Jam just turns around and says, "Nah." So say I've got too much on my hands. I don't want to be in a relationship with you. I don't want to be in a relationship with anyone. She's not even divorced. I'm not even divorced yet, but divorce is still going through. So. Um, and and I think because she's she's got a passion of fashion, a passion for fashion. fashion. Uh, I see what you did there. Yeah, I know, amazing. <laughs> so, I wonder if we'll see Sonia again. <laughs> we like Sonia. <laughs> well, <laughs> if if she was going to appear again, then this episode would have been a perfect opportunity. But there was some other there was fashionista. Some, yeah, some fashionista. They were having a conversation with some a new character. We've had two new characters with this uh which is which i don't think we ever get introduced to again um and i say one was in the fashion fashion world because jan's planning her her fashion show yeah and she wants to get super top class models supermodels 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 in it um, um and so she's got she, she's just like, get the best get the best just pay the fees just do it it's because she's like all in for this um and 
the other person that's that, that's introduced is the German, the Müller. But I don't think we're introduced. We don't we don't see him ever again either. I don't think. Um, no, I don't think so. Because he was meant to go on the boat before th- on Thursday, but well, now that's, that's not going to be happening. But that's not going to be happening because it? it was quite. It was, it was just like. Oops. Oops. <laughs> the Lynette, Lynette is down. The Lynette. <laughs> sunk. So, yeah. So, there's that. And so, there, there was a really sensitive scene there. And there was... They were trying to have a sensitive scene between Kate and, and Jan. Because, obviously, Kate is now telling Jan she's having to sell the cottage. And uh, Jan says, oh, just move in with me. It'll be fun. And then... Said la 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 la, but Kate doesn't want to sell the cottage. No, of course she doesn't. Um, and and it, she clearly doesn't want to move in with Jan. No, uh, well, I mean she's got no other choice now. As I say, we've got her giving some no nonsense advice to to Jack, because Jack is is going around because Caroline Dudar wants it wants to be in a relationship. Um, but we haven't seen her. We we saw a, a glimpse of her in last week's episode. Yeah, which I suspect was probably off-cut footage from a previous episode. Yeah, so so we we see her, but it just it did feel as though a scene was cut with her in it from last week's episode. So yeah, so I, I just think, and, and Kate just says, "Look, you just got to tell her that you're not interested in a relationship. You can't lead her on. I know you led her on to get the boat, but I think." Jack doesn't want to pull the plug just in case she cancels the order on the boat, because sort of he, he had a wax lyrical moment earlier with with Bill about making boats out of wood and it's the proper way of doing it. And the reason is why he doesn't want the newfangled method is because he doesn't want people li- working on a production line. He wants the craft to be done, not just bulk mass build. production, which is fair enough. But there's just no money in it. Yeah. Well, we see, it's nice to have passion projects, which is great. Yeah, it's good but, to have a hobby. But, mm, but it's a bit, yeah, it's a bit sad, really. Yeah, because I can, I can see his point of view, because if that did happen, if the mermaid yard went over to, to mass production of plastic tubs, then they would lose all the skill mm. and wouldn't be able to, to, right, to make a wooden, wooden a wooden boat, because they wouldn't have the... The, the the skill or the, the the craftsmanship anymore. No, so, but yeah, it's I mean, you know, it's just, it's common sense. I mean, I'm sure he can probably let something down. It's sort of let Caroline do that. What's it down? And say, look, I'm not ready for a relationship, and say, I'm, my 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 yard is my relationship. That sort of thing, rather than just run for cover. And just say, look, there's, there's other business things that are happening with this, that, and the other. And just put her off, and she soon get the hint. But it just seems a bit short-sighted of him. So, um, so we've got that. And what other? Do we have any other? Was there any other storylines that were running through this? Oh, we obviously we had the Claude and Lynn sort of honeymoon. Well, that wasn't really a storyline. That was just a series of events. <sighs> yeah, it's it was just. I think it was just to make make, make, make the impact of. Uh, of, uh, of 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 Lynn losing Claude. Sorry, spoilers. Uh, so, so, um, so um, yeah. So I think that was probably just a harp home. Yes, they're deeply in love. It's not that they they, they met three weeks ago. 
and then got yeah. married. Very... But she was still concussed. <laughs> yeah, while Lynn was still concussed and, was, and suffering from exhaustion from a cross across Atlantic solo sail. Um, so <laughs> it's like, hmm. Mm. Yeah, so, but yeah, overall, the episode worked very well to Howard's Way's strengths. Um, there's a little bit too much business in there. And I'm waiting, I say, I'm waiting for the board. I mean, I think Avril is just enjoying the drama of the whole thing, isn't she, really? So uh, she's on the Relton board, and so she's got a job there. Well, she might not have for very much longer. She might not, but she'll get a payoff. Um, but but she's got, she has got skill set. Um, uh, not much has been used with regards to Polly, and not much with Gerald. Well, Gerald's job at the moment is just being shouted at by Charles Frere and being told to do this. And do that, and jolly well get this but building built. But he seems happily doing that. And he seems week. to be very good at golf. <laughs> so, lots of things on the golf course. I, mean, I think it was just golf is affluent, and therefore that that, that we'll wedge that bit in. I, I don't understand why Charles has to have meetings at country clubs and this, that, and the other. Why not just get people to come in on a conveyor belt routine into your office? I don't know. It's bonkers. I don't know. And where's Samantha and the yacht? <laughs> so we haven't seen it for a bit. Maybe she had a this... marvellous new haircut. Maybe Charles just did not like her haircut. And then just said, We're not, I'm not going anywhere near you until you've grown it out. Perhaps. 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 So anyway. Anyway, you're just rabbling I'm on. I'm rabbling on now. So it was a good episode. We are we are reaching the finality of series two. We've got one more episode to go. We have some very, very sad news for our listeners. We are no longer continuing with the tweet along. We have our work commitments for our day job. I know it seems like this is our full-time career, and I know, I know, but unfortunately work commitments are sort of not allowing us to, to do the tweet alongs anymore on, on a Sunday. Um, so you'll have to make do with our delightful little podcast. Yes, the podcasts are continuing. Yeah, podcasts are continuing. We have one more Howard's Way um, for this season, for Series 2. We will be resurrecting uh, for the subsequent next two series later on in the year. But we have some very exciting new podcasts to come forward for some lovely retro television. sparkling summer of, of fun. fun and frolics. Fun and frolic. So you can find us on an, at Antique Dust on all social media mm-hmm. platforms. You can um, Please inbox us, tweet us, follow us along. DM us. Slide, DM in, us. slide into our DMs. Yeah, supply us with some cake. Oh, cake. Oh, cake now. No, with no cake. Mm-hmm. I've got a chocolate mix downstairs. No. Maybe I'll do that now. Um, so, <laughs> um, yes, so please give us five star ratings on whatever podcast channel you, you read and, yeah. or listen to. Just give us a thumbs Just up. Just give us a thumbs up. See you like us, please. We're very needy. Anyway, it's Jonathan now signing off. Farewell. And this is Rob saying goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.